Charwa fighting up there. BGs, he's staying alive. If anything, he's just getting the pitch count up there for sight. And another one! This one drawing a little garner, a little respect from the crowd. Before we get into this week's episode, I just want to make mention that this re- this episode was recorded about two weeks ago, so we're not up to date with everything that uh, has happened within the league. Uh, we're just basically talking about the first games that were played on that Thursday night where most of the games were canceled. And then also I want to shout out that Yeller has graciously offered free tickets to a Sioux Falls Canaries game. Um, he's thinking about the end of July, probably the weekend after All-Star Weekend. Um, we have a box seats that he has a completely reserved. So if you guys are interested, reach out to either me or him. and We can help you out with more details if you want. And on to the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the HRL Touch'em All podcast. I'm your host, Stash. Joined back again by Sanchez who is back from his week of absence how's it going I'm good I uh I actually forgot that I had a week of absence until I saw the uh the last pod hit Twitter and I was like oh yeah that happened (laughs) but I'm good I'm back and I'm good did you actually listen to it since it since you weren't on it I haven't yet but it is on the uh the to-do list I was gonna get to that here pretty soon good to hear and then also this week we are joined by Toonses and Scrabble, who are going to be helping out with the podcast this week. How's it going, guys? Doing well. It's going good. All right, so let's kick it off with the question of the week. Um, for us, obviously when we were growing up, we always idolized MLB players and mimicked their player stance or how they feel or how they play. Um, within the HRL, do you guys have anybody that you kind of mimic when you play a play style that you like or whatnot? Like of another Whiffler or of of like an MLB like player, MLB or player. Something. Oh, yeah. okay. Past or present. Vince, I'll let you go on this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was actually thinking HRL as well, which I was going to say, you know, nobody would. Anybody that I said would be upset at me if they said that my game is modeled after theirs. Um, <laughs> MLB wise, uh, not really. You know, I I did back in the you know I was a, a kid a long long time ago try and you know mimic the uh, the, the Kent Herbeck stance even though I'm right handed um, or or you know Kirby Puckett or any of those guys, but. Uh, no, I'm just trying to remember some of the tips that they gave me in high school to try and get the hitch out of my swing most of the time, <laughs> which uh, doesn't seem to work all that well. So, Yeah, well, for me, growing up in baseball, I always had a hard time um, stepping out when I was hitting. So whenever a pitch would come, I'd always you know, step out and wouldn't make contact a lot of the time. 
Um, but I always loved the stance of uh, Tony Batista. And so in 2006, I believe he came and played for the Twins. And um, one day my dad and I were in the batting cage and he just said, hey, try just try Tony Bautista's stance and see if you can, if that'll help at all. Because I went, you know, Tony Bautista's stance is extremely open. Yeah. So I tried it and it kind of worked. So it's kind of just been my thing ever since i'm not as the stance isn't as dramatic as his but i still have that open stance so and that definitely helps being a wiffle baller nowadays because of those sliders and curveballs that start behind you yep for sure i noticed that last year i uh yeah i i guess my stance like batting and all that has evolved obviously over the years so like i don't think a wiffle ball, at least not my my swing, is can would work in the MLB by any means, even though they want to launch balls and uppercut too now. But like growing up um in Iowa, you you had a lot of Cubs games and Braves games, and that's primarily the reason why I'm a Braves fan to this day. But I grew up watching a lot of Ryan Sandberg. So when I was first trying to do Little League, I would try to have like a Ryan Sandberg stance and approach. Um but then like after year one of the HRL, I found out real quickly that this line drive level swing wasn't going to work because, you know, initially the rule was it wasn't a hit unless it went over uh, high enough in the air to be over the pitcher's head. And then if it went, did that and landed, it was a hit. So we didn't have the baseline things. And I was like, well, this isn't going to work. So year two was radically different, basically like a close stance and then I step backwards a little bit. Like I almost purposely step in the bucket to open up my hips even more. And then I just give it hell. So I don't, I don't know who does that now. I mean, I can, I can see some MLB guys like it's uh, Sean Murphy was just, the catcher was just traded to the Braves this season and I'm watching him and it looks like that dude just does not have a, any like half swing or like 70% swing. It is a hundred percent every time, and I'm like, yeah, that looks like a wiffle ball swing. <laughs> He'd probably do pretty well in the HRL if he ever wanted to. But okay, how about you, Stash? Um, I don't think I have like a stance that looks similar to anybody because my stances throughout my what six years of wiffle ball have changed a lot. Um, now my hands are like right at my chest, and I just swing forward. It it, it looks weird, but it works for me. Um, and nobody in the MLB that I know of does that. Um, but I think if I were to like just look at stats directly, I think it would be, mimic kind of like an Adam Dunn-esque, if that makes sense. Uh, strictly power, no um, batting average, no getting on. Um, just The three true outcome, walk, <laughs> strike out, or home run. Right, exactly, <laughs> yep. So I, I, I feel like that would be the player that kind of I resemble, if that. Hey, that works. Wiffle ball is much different hitting than in baseball and a, even a softball. So it's like, yes. I mean, at some point where the bats are so light, we should all kind of look like um, Gary Sheffield if we're swinging hard enough. Like that maybe is my most accurate comp now is because I pull the ball so damn much just <laughs> trying or, to get that bat speed. Or, or Prince Fielder. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably better. <laughs> probably more, more rounder. accurate. <laughs> rounder. Yeah. But let's get to know our guests now. Um, I know Tunsis, you were on our initials podcast. I don't think we went through and got to know how you got into the HRL or your nickname. I know that we might've mentioned it, but um, let's just refresh the people. This is your time now, instead of having eight other people <laughs> on the call. So uh, tell us how you got your nickname and how you got into the league. Uh, well, I got into the league uh, through my good friend, Sanchez. Um, our wives actually went to school together in college. And, uh, yeah, we were just hanging out one weekend up north. And he told me about the league and showed me the website. And I just, I was kind of hooked. So showed up and watched a few games. And then I think I played Wicklin for Wishes that uh, that year. Played in a, a fall league in Crystal with some, some other HRL guys, including uh, TT. And uh, I think D might have been on our team. But that yeah, was the infamous, so. infamous TTs in your face team, <laughs> and then um, yeah, joined joined uh, joined the A's uh, the next year for my my first stint in the league. Um, after a couple of years, I took over as as manager of the team for a couple of years, and then retired after I uh, had a couple of kids subbed in for the Braves a few times here and there when they were desperate enough to get far down, far enough down the list that they would call me. And then, 2015 um, that was, yeah. Yep. Yep. And then, yeah, a couple, I guess now almost five years ago, um, when Sanchez split off from the Braves for a little while, he uh, convinced me to come back and join a team of, of kind of ragtag veterans that, uh, that he wanted to play with for a couple of years. And yeah, here, here we are now. So, um, the nickname is, I think we did touch on that briefly on that, that previous podcast, but the nickname is one that was, I brought into the league with me. Um, but it, it kind of showed up on the message board when I registered and it kind of actually freaked TT out because apparently his sister used to call him Tunsis or something like that. And he thought that when I registered on the message board, that it was a sister, uh, playing mind games with him. So, um, even though it was one that I kind of gave myself, it was allowed to to pass through. So awesome. Other than the the year that I was called Big Storm, after I do, I think that might have been my first year. I, I think it was I... the first or second year of uh, no, it was the, the second year I was back. Uh, first year I think is the Whalers. Okay, because um, I do remember that name. But I, yeah. I think you you hit the first home run of the bees franchise yeah. right and yes. it was egan had these tornado siren go off during his at bat and then he hit the home run and then one thing led to another and it became big storm yeah. and so i think year two we just kind of jokingly call him big storm the rest of that year and then i think in 2018 for that year the bees you i think your, your jersey actually said big storm yep it did Okay. Led to a lot of confusion in the scorebooks, I think, with some of the new people in the league. <laughs> couldn't figure out why it said Big Storm in the scorebook and on my jersey, and then they'd get onto the website and couldn't find me. Wasn't so. there, yeah. 
we probably could have done some preemptive work on that. To oh, hey, that, <laughs> have that updated. But, it couldn't whoops. be any worse than what the lug nuts did to everybody when they're in their first year. Oh, all the numbers, no. and then <laughs> yeah, that that was hilarious to see what they did to everybody. It, it was awesome, especially with the jerseys not matching yep. the numbers that were their nicknames. Yep, yep. Yeah, that was. Classic troll on their first <laughs> night in the league. <laughs> but uh, how about you, Scrabble? Tell us how you got into the league and then how you got your nickname. Um, so I grew up actually playing in Wifflin for Wishes. Um, my friend Mitch, who is a new member of the Braves this year, and I um, loved the game of football growing up. We built a field in his backyard. And I've told Sanchez this many times, and Stash, you might know this as well, but we followed along with the HRL and all of their stats and all of their standings when we were in like middle school and high school. And we always, this this is always weird for Sanchez to hear, but we always dreamed about playing with people like Chops and Sanchez. And so uh, we made it a goal that when we were old enough to join the league that we were going to join the league but life happened and we uh i I moved away and all this other all this other stuff happened so i kind of put with ball on the on the back burner and i finally got sick of playing slow pitch softball um that i reached out to uh huck and just asked him if there's any opportunities to play and he recommended playing in with toberfest so showed up to that uh had a great time and and yeah, it's kind of kind of the rest is kind of history. Um, Sanchez had reached out on Twitter and asked if I'd be interested in in meeting up and and seeing if I'd be a good fit. And um, apparently, I was a good enough fit to make make the team. So uh, that's kind of the story about how I got in. Uh, and then my nickname is kind of a simple one. My last name is Bogachik, which has eight letters in it. Um, consisting of letters such as a Z and a Y and all of these other crazy letters. So uh, they just thought of the name Scrabble because of all of the interesting letters in my last name. So Awesome. Uh, just make sure you don't toot Sanchez's horn too much for idolizing him. Um, <laughs> we don't need that. Every every chance I get, I, I'll do that. And he knows it. So. <laughs> Was uh, Mitch as awestruck as you were meeting Sanchez and Chops for the first time? It's actually pretty oh. funny. Um, he he actually met Sanchez and and the man Ryan down in um, at the casino, and I think it was in Iowa. Yeah, it was Diamond at, Joe's at Diamond Joe's, and Mitch just saw Sanchez just hanging out and went up to him and introduced himself. So that's always that's always kind of a, a funny story, but. Uh, we've been texting back and forth, and he's he's really excited about about playing this year. And we talk back and forth about how we should have just done this and stuck with this of, instead of playing slow pitch softball. So nice, uh, yeah, we're excited to to get back out there together. So yeah, good. I can tell you that uh, he kind of turned some heads at uh, the first national practice. So it's a good sign. Yeah, it'll it'll be fun. Yep, I'm excited to see what he can do. So. The fact that you're recognizable enough, Nick, to 
be spotted in a casino in a different state <laughs> is a testament to just how awesome your your facial hair really is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this is this is stuff that I always joke, joked with the wife about like, oh, you know, you know, I'm I'm kind of a big deal in wiffle ball. We'll probably start it like when we're out in, out on a date or something. I'll be like, you will probably get mobbed by the paparazzi <laughs> or someone will come up on an autograph and sure enough she wasn't with me when some like, quote unquote random guy comes up to me and, and is just like you're sanchez right and i'm like i am <laughs> and then when i i didn't really see him walk up and um i turned and i saw him and i was just like oh yeah you're mitch and he was like because i had you know seen what he looked like from doing some online stalking but uh yeah no it was super cool it was just funny because that was our we were coming back from another casino trip, but of course, with the people I was with, uh, we had to stop at another casino before we could get home. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. But <laughs> and uh, stats, you'll be happy to hear we're letting Mitch get a nickname organically this year. Hey, that's so. not me. I I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you always champions around here, but I mean, I I came into the league with Stash. It was Toonces that started that all drama with the Twitter account last year. I'm pretty sure it was, wasn't what? it? No. No? No, I jumped in. Okay. I think, but I, I, uh, no drama for me. I, <laughs> I mean, I think there have been some pretty terrible ones, and, and I am disheartened by the fact that we're reusing some, like Daddy. Okay. Uh, but it's very fitting. No, I, I don't think I started any drama that would not be like me. <laughs> what? All right. Yeah, I mean, I'll... do you think before we give out nicknames, someone has they have to pull up like the all-time stats and just scroll through the 172 names, make sure that they don't <laughs> take one? I mean, I don't know. And I guess the original daddy, it's it's not like he was a a well-known player, but he was one of my teammates. So, nah, that makes that's sense, the one man. that jumps out at me. I don't know that that list is all comprehensive, too. I think there's more players in the league. Has to be. Yeah, because it stops at, like, 83 total games played, and I know there are a lot of people who played less than that. So. Right. Oh, yeah. All right, so what about uh, for you guys, Toonses and Scrabble, what's been your favorite eight, or uh, wiffle ball memory that you've had so far? Um. I think the one that always stands out to, to me is the highlight of my career, at least so far, is uh, the year that I subbed for the Braves and uh, actually came in and beat the Reds. Um, I mean, it was just a regular season game, random week, but there was only three of us there, and y'all can see my pitching stats for my career. So beating <laughs> beating the Reds was a pretty big deal. Um and, you know, I, I think that it started as one of those games where they weren't necessarily taking it quite as serious. Um, I don't think they threw their best pitcher, but uh, Nick, if I remember right, the last couple innings, we ended up having to face Seuss because. Well, it went it went extras and it was. Tied. That's right. It did go we tied extras. it. It was you started against Pooh Bear and uh, we tied it up in the top of the six to make it three, three. And then That's you right. just you just locked in and shut them down for the sixth inning. And then uh, Richard said he was done after six. You know, like 
yeah, that's right. that kind of makes sense. But uh, then Nightmare came in, and uh, we actually oh, scored another run off of him. Got a that's couple of hits in okay. a run there. And then you just, like, Jack Morris your way through that seventh inning and <laughs> locked her down. So yeah, I remember the, de- the debate whether I should stay out there or, or uh, I think Chops had pitched game one, so I think you were the other option. And, yeah, they, um, we, we probably made the right decision. <laughs> well, you guys won the game, so yeah. We won the game. And uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the box score. Uh, Toon says you made two errors that game, too. So, like, we gave them every opportunity. I, that that sounds about right, too. <laughs> so is that ball framed in your household somewhere? <laughs> No, I wasn't thinking that clearly. Odds are good I was in a lot of pain after pitching seven innings. So I didn't grab a ball from that game. Yeah, if you ever have the um, the opportunity to play with Toonses on the same team and you get to see him week after week, you're going to see a lot of grabbing your lower back after a swing, a lot of bending over, <laughs> stretches against the boards, just being like... Oh. Ah, and then your teammates are like, "Are Tony? Are are you sure you should be playing this game?" I'm like, I don't think this is good for you. And he's like, oh, "I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine." I haven't been sure since about 2012. <laughs> <laughs> but how about you, Scrabble? Do you have a Do you have a favorite moment so far in your young career? Oh, that's a that's a tough question. Um. I mean, the All-Star game was really fun last year. Uh, I think that whole experience was really cool. Um, but I will have to say, experiencing my first Last of the Mohicans uh, inning with the Braves, uh, which I knew nothing about coming into the season, and all of a sudden I'm up to bat in this epic battle music starts to play behind me. I felt like I was in some sort of movie or dream. And I don't think I will ever forget that moment. So I know this it's probably not what you were expecting, but the last of, the first last of the Mohicans for me will always be a, a memory in my mind. But, there you go, tooting his horn again. That's, that's, <laughs> that's either something new or I didn't warrant a last of the Mohicans inning in either of the nights that I played for the Braves. So I did play uh, for you guys too in the pandemic year. So it is it is new, um, new ish. So it's been a few years, but we also only use it in the bottom of the sixth or in the sixth inning, I should say, if we're behind and we need to score. Yes. So Makes there sense. there are rules behind the last of the Mohicans power. Like you just right. can't use willy nilly in the second inning and expect the same fanfare. <laughs> and also in my notes tonight, I wrote inflate sanchez's ego as much as possible <laughs> you're doing that quite well right now <laughs> you might get an extra year of playing out of me at this rate i was i've been teetering on the retirement thoughts here but... all right so let's talk about the games so far of the year um a lot of them have been canceled due to weather like we predicted um but so far, I think there's been six series, three series, three series played, six games. Um, does anything? I think, I think there of... was a seventh game. Was there? Oh, that's right. Think, Space think... Cowboys got one in. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, they yep. got one in on yep. Thursday. Um, I have a hot take about these first games. Okay. Okay. So the Cyclones, a new team to the league, 
newish. Someone yeah. needs to newish, right? But they're, they're an expansion team. Yeah. They've got some. They've got some new people. They've got some vets. But like, what is with the schedulers? constantly putting up expansion teams week one against the reds or baby cakes franchise this happens it's a nice welcome to the league it's like give them hell like if they can survive this they maybe they'll stick around i mean like so has that been the orioles the cyclones and the lug nuts did the orioles face some game one game one oh see that's what i was gonna say like we need to someone needs i think the orioles face I think the Orioles faced the Braves, didn't they? I could be wrong on that. I don't know about that because I think at that, I don't. Which we'd have to. I'd have to know what year the Orioles came in. Orioles came in the eighteen. So they were the same year as me. Uh, They played the Yankees. Ouch! (laughs) Lost nineteen nothing and ten nothing. (laughs) Okay. So it's just funny because like you just it seems like every year now that you're just gonna have trial by fire, like welcome to the league. <laughs> At least have the cyclones fun. had a couple people that know the rules. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I because I remember the the bees played uh the lug nuts or, or or the whalers, whichever one it was, whatever year it was. We played the lug nuts in week two and we, we were still having to explain way too many basic rules to them. Well, yeah, it might have been that roster is pretty big too. It might have been that's true. It was half, a lot of new, new new players, half new people. Yeah, yeah. So. And it may have been that they didn't get to experience some of the situations that the rules <laughs> came up. But yeah, so that was my first takeaway. Um, and then you know the baby cakes sweeping on Monday that wasn't a big surprise to me. I think for anyone, um, you know, despite the Cyclones having plenty of talent there, it's just I think the baby cakes having gotten back to the championship again and then you know kind of going toe-to-toe for a little bit with the aces like i i think they got that taste in them and now they have a little more drive to like just get down to business and get back there but then yeah tony any takeaways from your matchups with the hops um yeah it was was not the most fun uh weather-wise and <laughs> and trash pandas performance wise <laughs> um you know not a huge shock to see that the hops are running away with the home run crown for the league after one week um the wind didn't help although we were talking before the the uh, podcast that i think only one or two of them that they hit off of me were were really wind aided they hit some monster shots including the i think i think my no hitter slash shutout lasted uh to the second pitch this year oh congrats <laughs> i think Haas crushed one on the, the second pitch so um yeah it was it was a long night we only had three players again which you know fortunately we're we're in a lot better shape for that than we were last year but um rough rough start to the year only only can go up from here so yeah, I would say my takeaway so far is to uh, Nightmare. Welcome back to Egan with the walk-off home run loss. Um, Glad to have him. <laughs> uh, yeah. <Ow. laughs> well, it's just, he got his mention in. We're not that far into the podcast, so. It, it's about <laughs> 25 minutes, so yeah, we're, we're there. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it 
with the Yankees being competitive, I I mean, last year, obviously, they struggled, and they've had that monstrous group. So being able to compete with the vibes, that seems like a good thing for that team. And I yeah, think that this... they could definitely compete to be in the playoffs, if not battling for the Egan title. And I think that's going to rejuvenate um, Rocket a little bit, too, is that, you know, you don't have to play the manager role so much and try to figure out, okay, what's the lineup? Who's going to show up? Do we have to sit anyone? This or that. You can, you know, the roster is streamlined now. There's five of them. You know, they're all going to show up pretty much every week. And they can start to get into a routine. I just think that's going to benefit them a lot. Anything else that we have? No. Scrabble, you got anything? Uh, yeah, I just thought that uh, Yankees Vibes series was uh, a big series early in the season just to kind of see what this uh, smaller Yankees um, roster looks like. And uh, it was pretty encouraging. Um, I think it's going to be a fun three-way battle uh, in, in our division with the Braves, Vibes, and Yankees this year, I think it'll be, I think it'll be fun, fun to see. I'm glad, it, I'm glad it was a, uh, uh, they they split there, um, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to some meaningful wiffle ball games with with the Yankees this year. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, that sounds like a very tough division if the Yankees get hot. For sure, I agree. All right, let's get into our main uh, topic of this podcast, the season predictions um, for awards, end-of-season awards. Uh, so how this is going to work, I'm going to have Sanchez and Tunes work on the Egan side and give their thoughts while Scrabble and I will take the Hopkins side. Um, obviously, we're going to go through all the awards. We're going to leave off Sultan of Suck because... I know Sanchez and I have discussed this beforehand that we're not a huge fan of that award. Um, so we're just going to leave that one out. But um, so let's start with the rookie of the year. Uh, do we want to do Hopkins or Egan's first? Do Egan first. Okay. Um, Got to back my new player, Mitch. So definitely going with Mitch, uh, especially since he's been, uh, he has some pedigree from playing some college ball. And, um, you know, he's seen Scrabble and him go back playing wiffle ball a lot. So it's not like it's a brand new game. He's not going to have to learn what a riser is or how the ball breaks. So I think he's going to come in and hit the ground running and that the rest of the Braves are going to, you know, just give him opportunities to, you know, show his offensive chops. And if he wants to pitch, we're a team that says, if you want to pitch, we generally let you have your shot at it. So. Mitch. Yeah, I there's gonna there's a lot of rookies obviously in Egan with a couple new teams. Um, I originally had said that I didn't know which player it would be, but it, I was thinking it was going to be one of the Space Cowboys just because I know that they're they're coming in a little younger, um, and and I'm sure going to be trying very hard. Um, that's assuming I can't remember what the rules are for rookies. So because the I'm assuming sales guy and uh, C people exhausted their rookie eligibility last year. Uh, I had kind of forgotten about Mitch though, as we were talking about it here, I kind of switched my, my pick to Mitch too. I think there's, there's just enough uh, with the Braves that he's going to, 
he's going to have a, a nice season coming out. I didn't even know that he was he had that kind of experience that he played college ball or anything like that. So I think that's probably a good shot. Yeah, I think it's like five or seven games is like the cap before you're not considered a rookie for the following year. Because I know yeah. my first year I only played two games, but I was still eligible the next year. But I know TC okay. subbed on the Mets before last year. I can't remember how many games he played, but he wasn't eligible, I don't think. Okay, then sales guy's off for sure. So Gotcha. I didn't even know we had rules about that stuff. I don't know <laughs> if it's like set in stone or what what it is, but I think that's how it kind of was based off what I know between me and TC. But, well, all right. Yeah. All right, so over to the Hopkins side. Um, I'll start this off. I think we only have one rookie over in Hopkins. No, we got two. We got two. We, sorry, sorry, sorry. We do have at least two. Uh, we have in the, the whole, Aces. In the whole city? We have the you Aces have new guy. rookies? I think the okay. Aces, yeah. And then uh, Ben C for the Americans. And then I saw the Millers had somebody on their Twitter, so I'm not sure if that's actually true or not. Mr. Dobalina. Dobalina, yep. So there might be only three. I'm glad you guys said that name first because I was not going to get it. <laughs> I didn't get the reference and I was not going to say it right. I'm like, Dobble what now? Like, <laughs> Dobalina. Yeah. But uh, now, if you want to call him Dobalina, you go right ahead. But I'm going to go with uh, Ben C on the Americans. Um, I've seen him in Trans League. He looks good. He has a little bit of college bat or college baseball background. So um, I'm going to stick with him as my rookie of the year. Um, yeah, I would probably agree. I heard a little bit too of his college background, and that's always, you know, a good start to a uh, to a career if you have some kind of background. But you can never sleep on a guy on the aces unfortunately so um Keanu you just never know you know I don't know if the aces would find a guy that's not good at wiffle ball but (laughs) you never know so uh but yeah from just from what I've heard I think I think Ben sees the is the safe pick here okay and then our next award would be who the cust award um We'll st- we'll kick it off over here in Hopkins since you guys started last time. Um, who do you have that for that Scrabble? So if I remember correctly, the Cust Award is the the Hustle Award or the person that gives it everything they got. So yes. um, I have the wish for that award now that he has flipped over to to the Hopkins side. Um, just playing with him a couple times last against him last year. I could never strike him out, first of all. He always seemed to make really good contact with me. He's always um, up for the the Sticky Paw Award, so you know he's going to give it his all uh, in the field. Um, so for me, I think, I think the Wish is going to be a guy that is going to help. Okay. Yeah, I can... Comp- oh, no. Hello? juice to to their team so that's my pick am i here you're here okay you're my here. discord just like freaked out okay so we're i think we're good then <laughs> we might have <laughs> not captured everything he said but he got we got the gist <laughs> cool um so he said 
the wish. <laughs> um, for me, I actually I'm gonna go back to the wish. I completely forgot about having the wish as the cuss because obviously he, he's that type of guy and that he's over here in Hopkins. So I completely forgot about him for doing that. But I'm gonna go with Psych. Um, depending on how they play, obviously I think he's always trying to be uh, chasing the cup. Um, whether or not getting his second cup might determine whether or not he is a little more relaxed this year, but I think it's going to be psyched just because he's always wanting to win, um, does anything that he can to win a game. Yeah, I I can't disagree there. I It was hard for me to, and we'll talk later, but it's hard to kind of pick anyone that's, you know, <laughs> not on the aces for all of these awards, yeah. so... All right, right. over in Egan. Tony, you want to start with this one? Yeah. Uh, So Hav won it last year, if I uh, wrote my notes correctly. Um, I went in a different direction. The the Cust Award is, it can be kind of random sometimes. Um, I actually uh, just flipped through some of the rosters and said, you know, Pablo uh, is a guy who I think is always out there hustling, always, always trying hard, always playing well. So I threw his name into the, the ring for it. Nice. I had it kind of down between um, Rocket, uh, just given that he uh, has been at it for so long and he does like winning and he's competitive. And then um, also Sully. And I think I'm going to give it to Sully this year with the Space Cowboys. He's got the new team. I think he's going to try to lead by some uh, gung-ho examples, get some wins, and... Uh, so Sully for Cust over in Egan. All right. On to most improved. Uh, why don't we start over on the Egan side? This is, I think, the hardest one. Like, it definitely is. And it takes a lot of work to just go through and be like, how bad were you last year? And do I think <laughs> you can rebound? And you so much goes into it like, we don't have reporting in this league. Um, like, oh, hey, does your knee hurt this week? Are you feeling better? Or are you like, do you have a lingering injury? Or does your kid play on play lacrosse on Thursday nights? Are you even going to show up? Things like that. Um, so, like, I guess my most improved, I, I'm going to go with. Um, Fee dog from the Marlins, just because I think he's going to show up a lot more. And uh, yeah, not that his—I mean, his numbers weren't bad. I think it's just coming down to showing up. It was that, or like I was actually, you know, I was going to pick Shandy at one point, but then it gets so self-serving that you just start picking your own teammates. <laughs> and you know, I don't actually know that Shandy can do it. So if you're listening <laughs> to this, Brad, step up, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, this is another one that, uh, like you said, it's it's super hard to, to pick. And as I've been kind of continuing to click through the website here as we've been talking, I'm not even sure uh, if my pick, it, it would be quite an improvement. Um, I didn't realize just how, how good he was last year, actually. I had written down Schnugans <clears throat> as, um, as somebody that um, I know he's been getting better the last couple of years after a couple of down years a little while ago, so... I'd written him down just knowing, you know, Truck won it last year. Um, 
think Truck will be really strong again this year. I was actually thinking about Sully too, but I know he's been he's to the point where you know uh, how do you want to say that it it's he's good enough now that it would be really hard for him to kind of win the the most improved because he's improved so much the last couple of years. So yeah, if you've been around for long enough, I think you know you it's, your numbers start to average out to a certain extent, you know, plus or minus a certain percentage. So it takes like something you know, drastic, a, a certain drastic year to be right. down and then come back. Um, so I, another guy I looked at was Torpedo because I did see that some of his numbers were down last year. So you know, he could come back if he got back to the range of hitting high 20s to low 30 home runs. That's That would be like doubling it from last year. So you, you could start talking about a guy like that too. What do you guys have over in Hopkins for most improved? Start us off, Scrabble. Oh, uh, I actually have um, one of your teammates, Stash. Um, okay. I have I have two bat for this award. Um, I went through just kind of his stats, and last year was, in my opinion, according to the stats, was one of his bottom three offensive seasons since he joined the league in 07. Um, and I think um, the rubber ducks are going to uh, rely on his offense this year to kind of help carry them. Um, they're pitching, and I don't mean to offend, is kind of just, you know, a question mark uh, at this point. So I think um, they're really going to rely on the offense. And I think a change of scenery for two bats on a, on a team that's, um, in my opinion, going to be contending for the division. I think that, you know, brings that little extra competitiveness out of out of people. So I think, I think with that being said, um, Hubat is is going to have a a bounce back offensive year, and I think he, yeah, he's going to help help the Ducks um, in that division hunt this year. Okay. I will say that I'm not offended with the pitching because I think that's no an issue. I I'm, I am a little offended with the batting. <laughs> I, I feel like we have a pretty good batting lineup. Uh, not I mean, we, that we you, need, you need two bat to carry us, but yeah, I, you need you need you need peanut to hit some to hit some dongs. All right. Yeah, and we we've talked about that in the off season. We're not going for his average again this year. It's all about hitting the dongs. So okay, um, hopefully, hopefully that sticks in his head. <laughs> <laughs> and that actually comes to fruition. For sure. But uh, for me, I was going to go with the Mart right away just because I feel like last year I thought was going to be his year, his breakout year, because he was on the up and up every single year. And then last year, I, I don't know if he got injured or whatnot, but it wasn't up to where I thought it was going to be. But then I remembered we got the Blue Wahoos from last year. And oh yeah, between Caveman Kershaw and TC, both of which had some pretty good baseball background, um, neither one hit ten home runs. Both of them batted below two eighty. So I think this is going to be a sophomore year for one of them, and I think it's going to be a better year overall with TC between pitching and hitting. So um, I'm going to have TC as my most improved. Nice. I like that pick. All right. And then on right. to Funstar. Um, 
I guess we'll stay over here in Hopkins. Uh, Scrabble, yep. who'd, who'd you have? Uh, I think it. I think this is just a pick that is is a yearly or an annual pick. I have a, I have Eddie Bauer for this, um, and I just think what he brings to the rinks um, is is always a good time. It's always fun. Um, he's he's always a joy to be around, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, short and sweet. I have Eddie Bauer for the fun star. Yeah, and I I think this is a three horse race. Uh, it's always between Eddie Bauer. Um, the Mart and Ages. Um, but I'm gonna go with the Mart on this one. Um, he's my boy, so gotta make sure that Sweet. he gets in there. Cool, love it. Well, over on the Egan side for fun star Tony Tunes, who do you got? Uh, well, Franklin won it last year, and uh, given his start to to this year, where uh, how a non-manager gets a hold of the basically the manager text list and sends out the barrage that he sent out last week. Uh, he's, he's gotta be in lead already. Uh, you know, I think, I think Hoover does his best to, to give him, give him a race, but uh, you, you gotta go with Franklin right now. And let's not kid ourselves. Hoover is the much nicer, more fun person <laughs> oh, to be around like definitely. he's he's actually enjoyable to be around but the right. answer is franklin for right. keeping up that persona year like non-stop like i actually yeah. think that might be him like that's how he acts in <laughs> his classroom when he's teaching it's <laughs> just like he uh if he doesn't like their uh they're writing the paper they turned in. They're going to hear it, I'm sure. But yeah, for those <laughs> of you who hadn't heard about it, they're going to hear it. Yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> to yes. say. Like that barrage wasn't just that he like got the the phone numbers of everyone. It was that <laughs> it was at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> I mean, it it went on. It, it was it was so much that I had to because it woke me up and I'm just like, what is going on? And I I had to silence my phone. I was just like, geez. Yeah, I luckily had do not disturb on that <laughs> night. It's just like I woke up in normal time. I'm just looking at the phone like, what the hell? <laughs> did, yeah, it's did someone it's die and a... they really need to get a hold of me. I'm like, no. That's <laughs> exactly my thought. Like, usually, when you wake up and you see a whole bunch of notifications, it's like this isn't good. And I was, I think I may have even woken my wife up laughing when I started reading. So, <laughs> Molly appreciated yeah. that. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, yes, I'm, she did. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, the next one we have is the Sticky Paw. So that is the Fielding Award. Um, we'll stay here in Egan. Um, I'm going to have a hot take for this one. And it's going to take some campaigning, but I am going to vote for myself for Sticky Paw, as this will be the year that I record put out number two thousand in my career. So I feel like that's just let's do it. That's that's me. You have my vote already. Brown Brown knows. Of course, dude, of course he does. <laughs> if we're going to be for real, though, I think it. it I think Ega comes down to now that the wish is gone. It comes down to two people: Hove and uh, Rocky. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know how you vote yeah, on it I, because you I, see both of them robbing home runs and make diving and jumping catches. So I guess flip a coin between those two or vote for Sanchez. 
I, I did not realize you were coming up on a career milestone like that. Um, Had I, I known, I, I would have gotten it last year and really pumped it up then. <laughs> but I didn't realize it until the off season. Um, yeah, I, I had noted. Obviously, the the wish has won the last three. Apparently, um, I didn't even realize that he'd gone over to Hopkins. To be honest with you, uh, but I I had Hove as my pick for Sticky Paw. Um, exactly what you said, Nick. He's robbing home runs. He's he's given us all on everything. I think I even saw him doing that already on last Monday night. So um, he's he's my pick coming out of the the first week. I think that would be an interesting bet. Rocking Hove or the field? Yeah. I I think I would take Rocky and Hove. Yeah, I I would for sure. All right. Who you guys got over in Hopkins? I'll start that one off. Um, I think this is a no-brainer now that the Wish has come over to Hopkins. (laughs) So I'm going to go with the Wish. You know, it makes sense. See, I went uh I went a different route here and I thought it was a no brainer and I went Mippy. Mippy isn't a bad choice. He he's won no. many sticky paws. <laughs> um I, That's I, almost another situation where that's a good bet. Right. Mippy and the wish versus the field. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Yep. Um I know a lot of people campaign for other people last year so uh i think it's the gap is becoming less and less maybe than what we think but but those two are definitely the front runners for sure all right on to yellow slammer um we'll stay in hopkins and who do you have for your yellow slammer scrabble i have the one and only smallpox i think yeah, I don't know. I've, every year it just seems to be that that, that dude's going to hit many dongs and just be an offensive monster. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's 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 going to happen again. The 22 home runs last year was um, a bit out of character, in my opinion, um, considering he hit 30 or more in the previous what four or five years? One, two, three, four years. Um, so I think he gets back to the thirty-plus home run total, and um, yeah, I think I think that OPS is going to be up there in the in the thirteen uh, or fourteen hundreds again. So smallpox okay. for me. All right, I went out on a little bit of a limb here. Um, I'm going to say Airbud. Uh, now that he has a little bit more protection within that lineup. Maybe we'll see yeah. um, more hitting stats or better hitting stats. Uh, but then again, now they're getting six consistent guys at the rinks opposed to the five that they're used to. Uh, so that could hinder him as well. So, I mean, last year I think he hit 36 home runs and led the league, had third or 81 RBI. So, um, 87 RBI, 36 homers, 80 runs scored, 93 hits, two behind Psych. Yeah, and wow. batted almost 400. So um, if he keeps those numbers up, I think that he will be good for a yellow slammer. Can't argue with you there. Yeah, and that'll be an interesting take there. Like uh, He won yellow slammer last year, is that correct? Yes. 
like I think we both thought he deserved more consideration for MVP. Yes, because uh, he I, also so was bringing I, it as so the pitcher so there. But I, oh, I, I was going to say that I feel like he got almost people were looking at it and say like, well, I'm not going to vote for him first in MVP, but I am going to make sure he goes first to yellow slammer. Like it was almost, I could see how people were justifying it in their heads that way. And that's why he got yellow slammer versus MVP, even though I thought he was deserving of the MVP too. Right. And I know that they released the stats. Finally, the voting stats and he lost by three total votes for the MVP. Wow. So it was between him and Syke, and that that was basically it. Nightmare was in a far distant third, but sure. um, it was very close between Syke and Airbud. Wow. All right, so Yellow Slammer over in Egan. Uh, Tunes, you want to go first? You want me to? Uh, I can go. So go uh, Epstein won it last year. Um, I stuck with that team, but I actually have Huck Finn down. Um, he he uh, he had probably a career year offensively last year. Uh, numbers aren't quite as as big in Egan it, it looks like, uh, but he had thirty home runs for the first time in his career. Um, just under three hundred for a batting average, which you know is right around where he's been. I think most of the last few years. But I think he was actually playing hurt most of last year as well. So, um, you know, I think Epstein's probably going to be right there as well. There's a, there's a definitely a few others. Uh, Scrabble, uh, Sanchez, you guys, I'm sure will be in it. But uh, I went with Huck. All right. Uh, this is a tough one for me because my heart says Scrabble, but my brain says that uh, the Braves roster is very large and he... We, he and I both might get less at-bats than some of the other people contending for the Yellow Slammer. So I do kind of lean uh, Epstein. Um, I think the vibes are going to be pretty good offensive juggernaut, but uh, I think it comes down to either Scrabble or Epstein. And I guess the slight edge, just because of roster size, goes to John. All right. Guys doubled so up So prove there. me wrong, Josh. <laughs> Will do. All right, and then Cy Wiffle uh, over in Egan. I think until someone wrestles it away from Zach, Dr. Seuss, that is, I, I don't know how you pick. I mean, it's the chalk pick, as they say, but I think you just have to continue um, putting his name down until it's proven otherwise. He's at double digits now, isn't he? I think he's at, I think this was his 10th. Yeah. Was, was it a tie or was the MVP a tie. MVP was MVP a tie. Was a tie. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 I think this was his tenth one this year, um, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Out of what, like Jeez. sixteen years that he's been in the league. That's something about right. Wow. Yeah, he's he's the obvious choice. You know, there's there's the dark horse candidate from last year, and and you, Nick. <clears throat> um, not, not sure you'll be able to campaign your way back into it again this year. Hey, he's trying for a sticky um, ball this year. Dude, I, I was undefeated. I still don't get how the voting went down the way it did. Um, and then the other part is if you have my skills and you're able to do that, like that's more impressive than what Zach's going out and using. Like, it, he's winning races driving, you know, the Ferrari, and I've got the, you know, the pedal cart here. I'm coming in second, you know. So, yeah, I I actually threw down Epstein's name um, 
just as a contrarian pick. But yeah, I think you're spot on. It's it's Seuss's award until he decides it's not pretty much. So yeah, it, it, in having that take in Egan, I don't think that means that there aren't other good pitchers by any means. I mean, oh, Nightmare right, came back sure. over, and I assume he'll be in the top five of the voting, if not higher. And Epstein will be too. Huck Finn should be in that conversation. It's it's just that you know when you win seven, not seven, when you win ten of them, like that's it, it's yours until further notice. So <laughs> soon yep. it's going to be the Doctor Seuss Award. It could be. <laughs> it should. You be. know when he yep. like when he retires. I guess that's how we do things now. If you retire, you can have something named after you. Yeah. So uh, for sure, I let's vote for that this year at the winter meeting. Like, as soon as Zach's done, it's the Doctor Seuss Award. But. Yeah, I, th- I think that's almost a given at this point. With yeah. how dominant he's been alright over in Hopkins Stash who's your pick I'm going out on another limb here uh, these last three um, I definitely went out on a limb just because of how I see things um, I'm going with Lulu uh, he had a down year last year I don't know if that mm-hmm. was because of the team just didn't care uh, or whatnot. but I think with this year with Jet Plane coming back uh, with Ben C possibly helping out on the offensive side and Jet Plane helping out as well, um, that you might see a spark in Lulu and say, hey, I want to try to compete again and get back to his old form of absolutely dominating on the mound. So um, I'm going to throw my hat to Lulu. Yeah, and when you play, good... on a, you play on a team where a guy you've renamed Ass Cop, like, <laughs> how can you lose? <laughs> Shout out to I don't know how you go average Joe to ask cop. That's um, official. It says it on the roster. I'm looking at it right now. It's oh, their first awesome. player because it starts with an A. So shout, shout out to off with the bang. that one. That was a ask fantastic cop. one. Oh, I don't know the story behind this one. It's because they kept trying to use the emojis and they kept they they tried to rename them Peach Fuzz. So it was the the peach emoji and then the policeman. I assume is the fuzz. And so they're so getting I, names based off of what emojis they can use so they yeah. can continue to confuse old people like me with their recaps. I just scroll past it now because I'm like, I don't know what that means. I, I did not realize that they had changed that on the site. That is awesome. Yeah. No, I didn't mean to step on you there, Scrabble. Who do you have for uh, Cy Wiffle over in, in Hopkins? Uh, I actually went out on a whim as well. Um, I think the I think the safe picks were either Dumpy or Psych, but I chose Air Jordy from the Rumble Ponies. Um, I think he's improved. He, this is what his fourth full year in the league here. Um, mm-hmm. I, his numbers have improved, you know, drastically in the last two years on the mound, um, and I think that he will uh, only improve. Again, um, I think the ponies are going to rely on him to to be their their horse and their ace this year. So I think, uh, yeah, I went out of whim and went with Air Jordy. Ruck out over a hundred guys in sixty nine innings pitched. He was nasty yeah. last year. It says something. I just counted up. It, we had one pit. What is it? 17 pitchers with over 100 strikeouts last year. Ugh. Is that a lot compared to normal? I don't know. It seems like a lot. 
I'd have to do some more research. I would I would bet not with the radar. Well, 21 was 15, so it's up to you can't use 2020. But all right, it's around 15 to 20 a year, so I guess it's right on par. Oh, actually, 2019 had 22 of them. Jeez. Goodness. All right, you know, this sign. is why I preach. You got to oh, go long. Yeah, you, you want to go deep <laughs> into games and put the ball in play and let your defense field it for you. Yes. All right, that didn't land. Let's move on. Let's get out of here. <laughs> MVPs, let's yeah. hear it. Yeah, so uh, my MVP is going to come out of the Hopkins. Oh, beard face. Is that what it was? I, I, I lose track of what divisions are what. Yes, beard face uh, division between the Grasshoppers, Rubber Ducks, Blue Wahoos, and Mets. Um, I feel whoever helps out their team the most in that division should deserve the most or the MVP just because of how I consider the MVP being the most valuable to that team. It's not the best player in my mind because if it's the best player, that's just going to be the same person every single year for multiple years on end. So it just doesn't make sense um, if you do it that way. So I'm going with Taco. Now that Mippy is gone, I think more of the weight falls onto his shoulders to carry the team. Uh, so I think he's going to have a better hitting year. I think he's going to have to take over the pitching um, and just kind of help get that team to the next level. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good pick. I, w- I actually thought about Taco when I was making my my selection, but I went with a similar um, – Similar thing that you go you you go to stash with, uh, how is that person going to affect their team? And I went with a name that's it's a popular name. It's a name that's always in the running. I feel like for this kind of award, um, I went with Mippy because I think the the Chihuahuas with Mippy and Face as well. But um, I think with Mippy, um, they are they are going to be a team that makes it to the the city finals out in in Hopkins and I think it's a team that um can definitely compete with with the Aces for the the Hopkins crown this year and I think that if they don't have Mippy on that roster I think they're still a very good team but a team that doesn't have that that depth and that that uh yeah that desire to to make a deep deep run in the playoffs so that's why I chose Mippy all right, not a bad pick. Tony, who's your MVP for Egan? Uh, my MVP for Egan is Scrabble. Uh, I made that decision even before I realized he was going to be on the podcast, but I think, <laughs> um, you know, it, it was arguable that he should have won it last year for sure. Um, and I, especially with with another uh, player coming in on the Braves roster that has has a lot of baseball and wiffle ball experience, I think that's going to make the lineup that much tougher. And uh, I think that I mean, Nick, you're right; you may get fewer at bats, but um, I don't see any reason why Scrabble's numbers couldn't go up even more this year in a couple of the other categories like average and and some of those. So. Um, 
you know, it's it's always obviously always going to be tough with with Seuss and Epstein and Huck and some of those guys. But uh, yeah, I think I think Scrabble's the guy. All right, I am in the same division. Um, my pick uh, for MVP this year, Egan, is Nightmare. No. I'm going to toss out this early five ERA. I think that's going to come down real quick, but uh, he's got it batting and pitching. He's going to play in the toughest division, I believe, in Egan. And uh, it's going to be a three-team race for the title there. And, yeah, I think Nightmare is just going to step up to it. All right. Well, those are our picks for end of season awards tell us what you think if you agree or disagree if you guys disagree we don't care (laughs) (laughs) i mean honestly we only care about our own picks so much it's not (laughs) Uh, fun to talk about yeah it's it's always fun and obviously it's way too early and obviously the season is extremely long so anything can happen um, but yeah, it, I, I look forward to another year. Obviously we haven't started tunes has been the only one to play a game yet. So, um, I'm looking forward to getting out to the rinks. Um, but does anybody have anything that they want to shout out or say anything before we close out here? Go wild. Go wild. Yeah. Go Hopefully wild. They're still playing by the time that this comes out. <laughs> I didn't know it was the playoffs. I saw them on a TV <laughs> last night, and I was like, "Oh, look at that!" And they're like, "Yeah, that's." Just... I was like, "Yeah, oh, it does say playoffs on there. Cool." <laughs> um, we plug in the ALS tournament again. Obviously. All right. So, for those of you who don't know, there is no more Whiffle for wishes, but uh, our own Epstein has been doing an ALS wiffle ball tournament for years now. And um, the big push with the HRL is to make it, uh, make it grow and bigger and bigger, raise awareness, raise some money, play some wiffle ball. Um, And that's going to happen on June 3rd this year. So that'll be a Saturday. So come out in the morning, have some fun, play some wiffles, all ages, all skill level. Um, It's wedge format. So no base running is there or is there there is base running there is base running but it's still wedge format so um and no foul balls if it goes over any fence it's a home run sanchez really likes those i do (laughs) sanchez rule yep i I, I never understood the point of hitting it to straight center field (laughs) that seems like the deepest part of the park Um, anyone else have any thoughts on that Stash and I played in it last year. I've already been told he does not want to play with me this year, so Wait, I am looking for some members. Who said that? I thought you told me you had a I, new, I new team. That. I said I will always be on your team. Oh, we got a team. I already signed up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just tell me when and where. June 3rd. <laughs> I'm wearing St. Paul. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a fun time. Uh, I, I enjoy myself every year and it, it's great with what Epstein has put together. Um, obviously, he gets a lot of those high school and younger kids out there, which is great to try to grow the game and get everybody out there. 
Well, that's a great idea too for you know people who have been interested in the HRL. You've heard all these stories from Josh and Mitch and so many, like even Psych, that that was their first inkling of you know how to get in touch with people in the HRL to eventually work their way up to play in it. And uh, it's it seems like this could be the new uh, gateway for um, the young players to uh you know see how other people are doing it and be like okay yeah there's a league i want to play in it someday so. yeah yeah for sure um i guess the other thing that i want to plug is that i've noticed that a lot of people don't really understand that how we do our podcast we're actually not in person we just do it through discord um oh yeah maybe that <laughs> might be the reason why we don't get as many guests as we normally do where people back out last minute so huh. just so everybody knows, you don't have to show up in person. You can just sit there with, on your phone. I mean, Toons is where are you right now? I am sitting in my uh, living room, staring at a giant TV <laughs> and uh, with a drink in my hand. Yeah. Scrabble, where are you right now? I am in 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 my office in Princeton, Minnesota, so over an hour away from the cities. Yeah, Princeton isn't that the home of a vodka? It is Phillips. Yes, high quality. <laughs> I know what we're drinking at Wiffle Ball this year. Yeah, I'll I'll bring it by the I'll bring it by the. By the I don't palette. even know the palate. There you go. I'm sure if you go with an empty ice cream jug or an ice cream bucket, they'll just fill it up for you. Yeah. Well, they make they make kinky vodka up here too, so I'll bring you some of that, Nick. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Before you ask, I'm in St. Paul, in a basement at my desk that I work in every day, where there are no windows, and it does get a little depressing. But um, <laughs> yeah, and, and I found I... out I can eat and drink those feelings away. So <laughs> at least you have your own little space though to do that. Yeah, but yeah, and then I'm over at my house. So we're not even in the same room. All you have to do is just put it in your phone on Discord, join the call, and the rest is I, – I do the rest for you. You just got to talk. So That being said, we have done one in person besides the, the Hot Wing Challenge. We did do uh, a podcast at um, Kmart's. Kmart's. Oh, yeah, his bar it, in his we, basement. We were idiots. Um, obviously, first time – recording it took us forever to realize that the mic was muted so that's why it wasn't working <laughs> but yeah so if we ever ask you it's not a big commitment you just stay at your house and then it's just easy to pop in so that's all i had to shout out there so yeah i think the hardest thing is just making sure that you can stay up late enough to work around my oddball schedule yeah i mean we usually do it on the weekends we try to so that it doesn't matter too much with the timing, but yeah. Anybody have All anything right. else? That's it for me. Yep, nothing here. Scrabble, thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure thank having you. Thank you for having us. It was, it was an honor. Thank you. And with that, let's hope for good weather, warm weather, um, dry rinks, cold beers, good friendships, and fun with football. Hopefully see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Should I keep it light? Stay out of the fight. No one's gonna listen to me. If I write a song, preaching what is wrong. Will they let me sing on TV? Should I keep it light?